Welcome to the Final Percent Podcast. Today, I am actually coming live from my home office. As you can see, I've got some uh, some uh, nice equipment. I'm a little bit of a gearhead. I have been ever since I got into music. My dad owned a store called Scorpio Music when I was little. And uh, what we're going to start doing, just so everyone can kind of understand the cadence, is we're going to release the podcast on Monday. And if you get intrigued enough to explore just a little bit more, we're going to release the video of the podcast on my YouTube channel on Friday. So if you want to see where we're at right now, please go over to my YouTube channel and uh, check us out. But uh, this story is uh, going to start back when I was a little kid. And it was me installing some gear with my dad. I think it was a, a doctor's office and we were installing speakers that would go throughout the entire office. And so long story short, I have been a part of installing things, you know, basically since I could lift up and, and, and uh, be any help, an extra set of hands, you know, say my dad's on a ladder and he drops a screw a lot of people don't realize how nice it is to just have another person there so you can stay on the top of the ladder, they can pick up the screw, hand it back to you instead of you climbing all the way down, picking up the screw, climbing back up. And so I, I, I had done that with my dad so many times and it got me a, you know, curiosity that I kept going down, it's still to this day and it's going to be until the day I die. Because I love to see how things work. I love to see how things are connected. And ever since I was a little kid, I would have a natural aptitude to understand that, say, for instance, if we're in, and this is where it's going to be helpful if you can jump over to the YouTube channel to see what I'm talking about. But if you have, you know, say a sound source captured by a microphone, the microphone's plugged into a preamp, the preamp goes into a compressor, goes into an EQ, goes into maybe a, an interface to get into your computer or an amplifier to, to project that sound to a crowd. But if any cable is not connected, you're not going to hear anything. You're not going to hear any sound if you don't get it just right. That's what's called signal flow. And my dad and I were having this great conversation and, and he said, man, I'm so proud of you, Greg. You, you're, you've turned into this life coach that is changing so many people's lives and you are a motivational speaker. You've developed this brand new company called The Final Percent. I just want you to know there is so many times I look at you, I hear your conversations, I see the people that are impacted by your decisions and I just want you to know that I'm proud of you. And it was one of the it was one of the best moments of my life because my dad spent a lot of time, let's just say, you know, whipping me into shape with, you know, trying to set me on a path that is was going to be successful. And hearing that he was a hundred percent proud of me really meant a lot. And I asked him, I said, you know, why do you think 
Why do you think that is? Because if I went back when you and I would install those systems together, if I would have told you, hey, dad, this is a, a funny thing that he always says. He, he says that his dad's not, his name's not actually dad. His name is hey, dad. And he said, or I, I asked him, I said, hey, dad, if I went to you when I was little and I said, hey, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I'm going to be a life coach. I'm going to be a business consultant. I'm going to help people get from point A to point B. I said, what, what, would you have, what would you have said? Me thinking that my dad is going to say, yeah, I thought I, 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 I would think that you're high saying something like that. And what he said to me was extremely interesting because he said, I kind of always knew that you were going to be on a path like this. And I went, really? And he said, you've always understood how things are connected. And he took me back to when we would install these sound systems together. And he would say, you could see the signal flow. And he goes, the thing is, is now, instead of the signal flow of audio, you just see the signal flow of life. And you see if you treat this person like this, this happens, and then they take that home, and then that home can do this, and then they have this increase in their quality of life, or this, that, and the other. And he said, you understand the signal flow of life, the psychology of the brain. And it wasn't until my dad kind of wrapped it into that moment that I realized I've been on this path for an extraordinary or for an extremely long time because my grandfather uh, I'm named after him his name also Greg Kimball he was a professor at Duke University for 40 years in psychology and so I have my dad who is philosophical in his own right um, doctorate in, in uh, paleontology and a world-class musician and I got to put this stuff called signal flow together put all the the pieces of a system together and then I would spend all the summers um, until my grandfather passed away in North Carolina. And that's when I realized I, I, well, I didn't realize it at the time. I realize it now. I associated the two. So this psychology, the way that people would behave, the way people would talk, the way people would act, the actions that they would take, the way, the reactions that they would take. And I started to recognize that these things were correlated because they're there is a signal flow of life. So when you have this output, when you have this reaction, when you come home and you're tired, when you say you don't work out, when you don't do the things that you know that you need to be doing, you're going to get a certain outcome. But unfortunately, most of us go on autopilot and we want to get into what I call is the plum party. The plum party stands for poor little old me. They think they're getting taken advantage of. They think that the world is out to get them. They think that this, so that is going to start a signal flow. It's going to start a chain reaction in your life that is going to manifest itself in your job. It's going to manifest itself in your friendships, in your home life, in everything that you're trying to do when you go into these negative mindsets and when you go into what I call the plum party. What I realized is I actually went into the plum party. If you listen to the podcast right before this one, I talk about how I basically went into, you know, however you want to call it. It might have been depression. It could have been burnout. It, a, lot of, a lot of things, maybe all of them are true. Maybe some of them are true. 
All I know is I didn't feel like me. And me having a kid has changed so much more than I thought it was going to. I often say he sped me up in the right areas and he slowed me down in the right areas because I started to realize what was actually important. I realized what I would give energy and what I would give brain space and what I was trying to do, say, for the last few years just really was no longer important to me because I, I wanted to build a life with my kid, not for my kid. I want to spend time with him, not for him. And so I realized that I wanted to be very inclusive in the way I was designing my life. And I think something fundamentally broke inside of me. And so to be very clear, I'm not trying to get back to who I was. I'm trying to learn from that person. I'm, extre I'm ex extremely proud of who I was, what I've accomplished, things that I've accomplished. I'm extremely proud of that person. But it's time to go to the next level. And I think because I grew up extraordinarily poor, I was always trying to prove something. I was trying to prove that I was good enough. I was trying to prove that I should have respect. I was trying to prove that I should not be looked down on. So I always kind of had a chip on my shoulder until I started adding a couple letters to the idea of proving myself. And I finally just approved myself. And that's what I invite everyone to do on this podcast or if you're watching on YouTube is instead of trying to prove yourself, just approve yourself. You're already good enough. You're already ready. It, it, there's, no, there's not going to be a right time. It, and going back to the things that my six-month-year-old, or six-month, six-month-year-old, interesting, six-month-old, things that my six-month-old has already taught me is that you're never going to be ready. I thought Kayla and I, for a long time while we were trying to, you know, like, should we have kids? Yes or no. Um, at this point, we have always wanted kids, but should it be right now? We always wanted to wait for the perfect time. We wanted to wait for the, the right moment. We wanted to get things lined up and they never really lined up. And then we made the decision. We're going to have kids. And then it took us probably about three or four months to get pregnant. And then we went through a terrible miscarriage. And then almost three years after that, we got pregnant again. So it's not on your time. It really is on God's time. And I think that, you know, recognizing that this moment that you have right now is so important. And it is based on your intentionality, your deliberate action. It is going to have a chain reaction through your entire life. Because think about it, the dots only connect moving backwards. You can think all these little moments, seemingly little moments back in the day that are now really the big moments of your life today. Because you're like, oh my God, if that would have never happened, I wouldn't have met my wife. If I didn't meet my wife, I don't have my son. That little moment way back then was really one of the biggest moments of my life. That's the signal flow that we're all living in. And we have to start being aware enough so that we can take control of our life. So when I say who I was, that was a stepping stone for who I am today. And I just had to have this recharge time because I had burnout. I was trying to live in too many areas of life at the same 
time. Now I'll end the story on this because I'm going to make another tattoo. What I call a, a, a tattoo is something that you are proclaiming on Facebook. You are putting a dollar amount to it. You're saying on a podcast, you're saying on YouTube so that people can hold you accountable. I was at a retreat in San Diego and I was putting on shirts like this and you know, they're still a little tight, but they used to be a lot tighter. Literally just a couple months ago, I put on this shirt and I'm like, I feel like I'm like wearing one of my cycling jerseys and this is supposed to be my shirt. What has happened? I feel like I, I might be bigger than I normally am. And you know, when you have a kid and a family to, to, to think about, you want to be around and be healthy for as long as possible. So I made a tattoo, the tattoo that I made, and now I'm making again, the tattoo that I made was in San Diego. I said, all right, guys, I know that I look fat right now. I know that I'm big. I'm literally spilling out of my golf pants. And I look at the videos and I can see, you know, the spare tire and all of this stuff. And, I'm, and so I made a declaration. I, and, and here's the thing that we're going to get to. Stop making ceremonial declarations. A lot of people say, big things coming, just wait. That means they don't actually have anything to say. And they just wanted to try to be relevant for a second on Instagram or whatever. What, I, what I'm saying is make a declaration and then show people what the decision looks like. Why? Because it is going to move forward and give you a signal flow of your life of real change. And you are going to inspire someone by showing them what a decision looks like. So I made this declaration on stage at the, and there's you know, 25, 30 people at this retreat. And I said, guys, I'm fat. Anybody who comes to the next retreat, anybody who comes to the next retreat that was here at this one, if I am not below 200 pounds, I'm going to give each and every one of you $1,000 cash on the spot. Holy crap, right? Now here's the kicker. Usually when I kind of let myself go, I go up to about 225, 230. I got home because that's when I was going to start working out because I didn't want to do it on the road and while I'm driving home and all that. I, st I stood on the scale and I was 247, heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. The he 247 pounds as a five foot seven human is basically a ball. I just look like a ball. I was a very round, plump human. In a lot of ways, still am. I'm still working on it. I've only made it down to about 225 with six weeks left. So I've got 25 more pounds to lose in these six weeks. But the thing is, is I made the declaration, I made the decision, then I started taking action. And something really started to happen because I was really coming out of that fog. I was coming out of the, the depression, the burnout, the whatever it was, and just really adjusting my whole life. It's, it's almost like I took my whole life through a chiropractic appointment. Um, just spending time being a dad, acclimating to being a dad. But there was just this thing that felt off and I was just not, I, I wasn't getting through to myself, if you will. And I realized that it was my health. I've always taken health very seriously and I didn't realize it had gotten that bad. And yes, I had all the excuses. I had a kid. I moved my, 
my company. I had to do the summit. I was always traveling. I tore my rotator cuff. I had all of the excuses. I know what you're going to say. Trust me, I had them too. But it was that little final percent in my life that really started my signal flow back up, started my engine back up, started everything, the momentum. I felt the push of my life. And it starts with a decision that is a declaration that's public and you are not letting it be largely ceremonial. So many people, if you go back to whatever your New Year's resolution was, were you lying or are you still doing it? Most people, when they stand at, at midnight and they make that declaration, it's largely ceremonial. We've got to cut out the ceremonial declarations. Why? Because we're doing that for other people, not us. So when I say, hey, I'm going to go sub 200 pounds, when I say I'm going to change my life, my habits for my family, I am starting an entirely new road that is going to change my life. I'm starting an entirely new signal flow that I'm going to wake up in a year, five years, 10 years, and I'm going to look like a different person. Why? Because of the decision that I made in San Diego when I was aware enough to recognize that I put my shirt on and it didn't feel like me anymore. Now, going way further down the road, I'm 37 now. Maybe in 60 years, because I made that health decision, I'm still going to get to be playing with my son. I'm still going to. And yeah, when I say 60, that means I'm going to be 97. Yes, I said playing because I don't think we should cut fun and playing out of our life just because we get older. But that's what I'm talking about. I'm making a decision so that I can get more time. I'm making a decision so that I can set myself up on a better path. I'm climbing out of this fog and I'm going to show people what a decision looks like. I want to be that lighthouse for people so they can say, ah, you know, someone wasn't perfect. Someone wasn't just telling everyone how it was amazing all the time. No, 2021 was the hardest year of my entire life. 2020 was follows close second. So two years not, not much social interaction, letting myself go and just working myself to the bone. It was tough. But I'm restarting who I am, not who I was. And I'm going to have a signal flow based on all these micro decisions that's going to end up into a beautiful, amazing life. And I invite you to do the same. So today, find just one thing that you're willing to get a tattoo about. Not to, I'm not saying a physical tattoo. I'm just saying... No largely ceremonial declarations. What I want you to do is, you know, put it on Facebook. Hey, I'm losing five pounds by this, or I'm going to send everybody free AMC tickets or something. It doesn't matter what it is, but have some sort of consequence. doesn't have to be $1,000 a person at, a, at an event. I'm changing my life. I invite you to do yours, and I'm going to do it by finding something that I have that tattoo, and then I'm going to show people what the final percent looks like. I invite you to do the same, and thank you so much for being patient with me while I've been gone, but I'm back, and I'm going to show you what these decisions look like.
Nothing.